1: Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same.
0: From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. And good morning, New Jersey. It is Thursday, September the 24th. I'm Bob Williams, and this is the Jim Gerhardt Podcast with none other than our host, Jim Gerhardt. Good morning, Jim.
1: Man, the 24th of September, you sort of shocked me when you said that. It just slipped by me. I can't believe it. The month, the, the way the time is galloping by here.
0: Three months for Christmas Eve, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, how about let's see till the election? We only have what six weeks now. Yeah, le- under under fifty days, like forty five days, something like that, give or take. But yeah, it's it's coming in close. And you know, you you had mentioned uh, on the on um, what we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, you basically saying for those of us who lack enthusiasm for voting for either presidential candidate, you're going <laughs> to offer a positive, maybe even an urgent alternative. What would that be, Jim? Yeah, I find
1: myself uh, somehow thinking out of 335 million Americans, some of whom are very bright, very capable, many of which of whom are, are compulsorily educated. This is the best we can come up with. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but it, it was beginning to bother me, and getting almost to the point of saying, I, I'm just not going to vote. I, I, I can understand Uh, certain uh, good points about the candidates and more negative points, I think, which would sort of outweigh them. And the fact that you sit there and you don't know what to believe, who's going to put their foot in their mouth, you know, next. And then it occurred to me that there is one matter that will be settled, hugely important matter that will be settled by the upcoming presidential election and congressional election, and that is the Supreme Court. -hmm. So, in my mind, my solution to this problem, this being sort of, I would say, considerably less than lukewarm about personal enthusiasm for the two candidates at the top of the ticket, I'm going to go vote for the Constitution Mm -hmm. because the Constitution is my only friend in Washington. Now, the. Right and true,
0: over 220
1: years, right? The United States Constitution is sort of the, uh, what, the user's manual for this, uh, the operation of government and the country. This is what, in 250 years or less than that, I guess less than 200 when it really started, it became the greatest country, nation, individual, geographical, political entity that ever there was. More freedom, uh, the, uh, there was more wealth out there available to the people. And, uh, of course, it became a huge power. The Constitution, although uh, there are many arguments, well, it's a little outdated. No, it's not, because you'll notice any country, every country in the world who has gone from a totalitarian or socialistic form of government to a democratic form of government has used our Constitution as the basis for their new Constitution. Right. So obviously it does work. Now, here is the problem. This is how it relates to the upcoming election. As we're seeing now with the passing of uh, Justice Ginsburg, there is a life and death struggle going on right now for control over the interpretations of the Constitution. The Supreme Court of the United States, their job is to take matters, issues that come up, bills, laws, events, and interpret them as constitutional or not constitutional. That's all they're supposed to do. Uh, We do not need really an activist court beyond a certain measure, obviously you're gonna have that to some extent, but with the possibility of this new far left, socialistic, progressive, whatever you call it, regime, possibly facing us. And this is what the people who are running the Democratic Party say it and is. We're not making it up. This has nothing to do with the person out there who votes Democratic every time because, you know, my dad did and he'd turn over in his grave if I did, Uh, or for whatever, the knee-jerk votes. This is the people at the top. They are leaning left. They have thrown Mr. Biden out there as kind of a, uh, what, a paper cardboard cutout of president. (laughs) And behind it, you know exactly what they want to do. This would mean dismantling to a large extent the Constitution because what they want to accomplish, the socialistic goals, many would be in opposition or certainly in violation of the United States Constitution. Right. Take the Second Amendment. You know perfectly well, one of the first moves they would make in power is to try to rescind the Second Amendment or to declare it null and void, however they want to do it, and uh, consequently make it in effect ending that. We know with the right of free speech, we've gone so far away from that right now, uh, Congress has not made any law regarding free speech. It's we have done it, and the political establishment, the politically correct establishment has done it, it, to the extent that people are terrified of speaking freely. Well, now that is simply situational right now, because we're sitting here taking it, but If this group gets into power, this will become institutionalized. And then there will be the laws restricting free speech. There will be free speech as long as it is approved speech by, quote, the party. And so it would seem to me when you're going to vote, you can sort of uh, put the personality of the candidate a little bit aside and say which of the parties, if they win the next election, is going to protect the constitution, which one is going to dismantle the constitution toward what end? We don't know, heaven help us. So that's an easy choice, that's a very easy choice. And now we get the uh, this fight, this knockdown, drag out fight, no holes barred over an appointment to the constitution. The democratic leadership takes the point that uh, it is their divine right to. Make the appointment to the Supreme Court because they certainly are what they are—the scourge of God and uh, everybody else is is an interloper on the earth unless you are progressive. So they take that for granted. On the other hand, uh, by law they do not have that divine endorsement. So we have a we have a lot of choice there. We are going to uh, elect a president, the head of a party. Uh, with all the, uh, the, the, the political baggage that goes along with that and, and the, uh, the, the establishment. And uh, we are going to vote for members of the, of the Congress. Now, if it turns out that we have a totally democratic, I hate to use that term because they, they have gone so far beyond the traditional honorable democratic party that it's, yeah. they need a new name. So, yeah. but uh, absent that, We've gone that far past that. So if you elect, if you have the Congress and the president of that political ideology and those political intentions, then it's a different country. It's a different game. You are voting, you are voting in November on the continued existence of the United States of America and the qualities, the ideologies, the morality that has made it great. Or you're going to vote to tear the whole thing down and get into total chaos with the institution of, uh, 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 of a life, uh, a regimentation. Because no socialist government has ever existed without total regimentation of the population. It is totally against human nature. <laughs> and what is built into us, you, you can only drive the competitive spirit out of people at gunpoint. You're not going to do it by persuasion. Uh, some, some crackpot uh, what uh, a geneticist once convinced Joseph Stalin that if you had one generation of total repression and, and total communism, then everybody, the genes of the next generation all would be turned to accept that. Well, that was ridiculous. He found out it didn't work. <laughs> so you're back, you're back to uh, 20 million people uh, annihilated because they mouthed the, the regime. That, that sort of a thing which I don't look forward to anyway, just to, to kind of get back to the basics of what I'm talking about. And I think it's fairly simple. If you are having a problem deciding, and of course, many people have decided already, but maybe you can rethink this thing. Think of it, not in terms of these personalities and of this political campaign, which is largely bullpucky anyway, then think of it in terms of either maintaining the American constitution and our freedoms and, uh, or putting it up for grabs for a, a, a political ideology that we're not really sure of firmly. I read a, uh, a, a piece somebody wrote just in passing, but I thought it was profound in a sense. It says that uh, free thoughts, free thoughts, ideas, uh, free thinking is wonderful as long as your thoughts are based on some sort of evidence and reality. Well, they're not here. Look at the political campaign. I think I mentioned this before because I still get a laugh out of it. One day, a couple of weeks ago, I think the stock market hit a high. And generally we uh, we correlate the stock market with the, the health of the economy. Right. And so even after all the tumult and the shouting and the viruses and, and the political uh, pucky thrown up in the air, in spite of that, the economy seems to be doing well, heading back in a very good direction because the stock market was the highest, apparently the highest one-day jump or whatever that was. highest mm-hmm. The same day, the same news story had a commercial for the Democratic Party in which presidential candidate Joseph Biden proclaimed that Donald Trump had ruined and wrecked the American economy. Uh, Mr. Biden, that wasn't a good day to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but the other news story in which, grudgingly, the major media had mentioned the fact that the market was booming. So anyway, I'll kind of rest my case on that, but give that some thought. You we know, have a lot of time to sit and get into details on things, but we, of course, don't. But I'll just throw that out as a thought. Think in terms that you're going to the polls and you are going to vote for or against the United States Constitution as it stands. OK,
0: now so, uh, speaking of voter, voting and uh, a lot of mail in balloting, especially here in New Jersey, I don't think there's going to be any uh, actual voting booths. You're going to have the drop off points at the, the polling places throughout towns. But uh, we've already gotten uh, some reports of voting irregularities here in New Jersey. I don't know if you saw this one. Point Pleasant <laughs> Borough. I I, I I I threw this to you earlier this morning. Seventy-three people in Point Pleasant Borough received ballots uh, destined for Long Beach Township. So uh, there you go. It, you well, know, that's, that's really people. absentee
1: ballot. That, that, that is really absentee. Yeah. yeah,
0: that is that's frightening, and I, I think that's a different county too. Uh, so the uh, southern southern Mama. <laughs> Southern Ocean County that that's frightening 73 people that's a pretty fair amount pretty you know it's like you know, so there's got to be more than that if that's just one sample there was one di- one town I don't
1: remember the name of it uh, in North Jersey in which they determined now that the primary there were a pile of votes that weren't counted somebody had put them somewhere they were overlooked well I don't know if that was going to tip the election or not uh, you know the story in Pennsylvania they found out that in the primary 40,000 votes weren't counted. Right. Uh, Oh, here speaking of Pennsylvania, here's a great one. In Pennsylvania, uh, the Democratic administration has uh, taken the Green Party, you know, the environmental people, the Green Party, which is an official party in this country. They have taken them off the upcoming ballot. Why? Quote, in fear it would siphon liberal votes away from Democratic votes. Hmm. So people ask, how come there's not a third party? (laughs) <laughs> there you go. You, you try it. They took the the officially the state took a a legitimate political party off the ballot for fear that it would siphon liberal votes away from Democrats.
0: Oh, gosh, that is just nuts. Well, and, right, uh, and you,
1: uh, got, you got so many in New Jersey. We, we're going to get into something in a minute. The uh, government, uh, the governor, rather, and the uh, the dictatorial. Powers under the Defense Disaster Control Act. That, that's a good story this morning. But just one more thing: you notice the governor has proposed this five hundred dollar rebate to everybody just in time for his reelection campaign. Of
0: course, yeah,
1: and yeah. it'll go out with a letter saying it's a gift from him. It's from him. Vote
0: for me. Here you it's go. From,
1: you want to get into the, uh, the 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 governor of New Jersey had claimed and had been granted dictatorial powers. Pretty much back in the beginning of the, uh, the virus.
0: Uh, right. He's motion. had carte blanche on uh, governing yeah. since uh, March.
1: And that means that he pretty much can control businesses who can open, who can close, who can buy and who can sell. That sounds familiar. Wasn't there something in the book of Revelations mm-hmm. about yeah. someone who's going to come? And control who can buy and sell. (laughs) I won't get into that. I won't get into that. But anyway, uh, he invoked a law that was passed national law back in 1942, beginning of World War II. It was called the Civil Defense and Disaster Control Act. Now, that was, quote, to provide health, safety, and welfare to the people. Uh, Now, at the beginning of a war, you can kind of understand that. However, the governor had claimed this year uh, at the time to take pretty much dictatorial control over businesses, as we've said in New Jersey and as you've seen, especially the, uh, the personal service businesses, like uh, well, not only restaurants, but the, the, the health spas, the gyms and the like. Now, what was never mentioned, but has come up now in a lawsuit, which I think is really cool, by I believe it is the owner among others, the owner of a, of a gym or a health spa. Oh. And they are suing because under that same act, we know the governor is going to have the authority to take control, but if he takes control of private property, he must compensate the owners for their losses as a result uh-huh. of that.
0: Okay.
1: Yes. Is it, and- is it-
0: is it Jim, is this the Nautilus Jim story out of Belmar, is that the, or is this a different one? No, it's the, a different, one. Okay. It's a different okay. one. You've got to see more
1: about that, because I think this is very important, because once this becomes known, I think it was only a breaking story this morning. Once it becomes known, every business is going to want to get in on this class action suit. It will become a class action suit, no doubt. Now, under the law, the same law that gives them uh, powers to uh, take over and, and to direct these businesses, he also has to create a compensation board in each county. Specifically, each board will have three members, uh, The and uh, the awards shall be reasonable compensation for losses that were incurred because of the governor's mandates. Hmm. That's pretty clear. Yeah. The only uh, uh, negative I can see in this is, in the implementation of this, the boards in each county Con, uh, consist of three people appointed by the governor. Right. So how, whatever, uh, it, it would depend a lot on their political obligations to the governor. You know how far they come down on uh, on the side of the, the 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 person who assumed the loss, or they come down on, on the government's dictatorial race. So that's an interesting thing, well, up. well, the uh,
0: the the governor tweeted yesterday to paraphrase. He's not going to be happy until there are no COVID deaths reported.
1: Yeah, I will be too happy.
0: Yeah, but it's like, how, what does that mean as far as like, you know, more openings? It's like, you know, because a lot of the indoor dining and, and those facilities, uh, they're very concerned with the weather turning colder. How are they going to survive at 25%? And they've, we've had indoor dining and the gyms open for about 20 days or so now. And there have been no cases reported, so well, a lot of people are wondering, what do you mean by that, Gov? Does that mean we're not going to get any more leeway, any more capacity on the dining on indoors? Are we going to be shivering outside on some porch, uh-huh. uh, uh, filet mignon in the middle of November?
1: Well, you could do like the Eskimos, put on a parka, mukluks, and chew uh, blubber sitting outside.
0: Alfredo <laughs> blubber. Out right? Put your meat over the fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, this whole thing has become so wacky. Go back to the uh, the football games, which are back. Right. And I find myself, and I'm really pleased by this. I'm able to watch professional football. At first, I said, "No, I'm not going to watch this season because right. I came to see a ball game, not a political demonstration." Well, now the the teams are pretty well covered. That they just don't come out until after the commotion is over, the political part of it. But yeah. I noticed that as a story yesterday, the commissioner of the National Football League has threatened uh, coaches and and everybody that unless they start wearing the mask all the time, they will be fine. Right yeah. now, okay. So the coach now he has to wear a mask. The coaches, the people, and the uh, the attendants. I guess the. Uh, Oh, the uh, uh, rehab crew—you know, the, the uh, therapist. But look at the players; they're sitting down there at the line, practically nose to nose, breathing in each other's faces. Yeah. The quarterbacks got practically his nose up the—you uh, know—rear end of the of the
0: center. Yeah,
1: yeah right. <laughs> and they're running around in these huge piles, these scrums, and and it, it, <laughs> they don't wear a mask. Yeah. Did
0: I hear you so, right? A hundred thousand dollars
1: pushing there. 000... That—that is just. Completely idiotic.
0: Did I hear right? A hundred thousand dollar fine. Is that what the? Uh, the yeah, well, is gonna be? yeah, but but you see
1: that money's nothing to them. A million dollars to the these professional athletes and these ball teams is like ten dollars to us. Yeah. So naturally, the fine would be big. That's another thing. I I, I got a tremendous kick out of speaking of football was the Washington.
0: The Washington football the team. The Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins, right? Oh, don't say that. Don't say oh, sorry. that. I, that's, I had yeah. the perfect solution, but nobody ever listens.
1: Take the same logo you got on a helmet. Take the Indian head off of it and put a red potato up there. And you're Redskins. But you got some. They have this legendary song. Hail to the Redskins. Red, red I to hail to the Washington football team. It just doesn't cut it. Go Spuds, go potatoes. Suppose this were carried out league wise I'm sure there are people thinking about that. You could not call the New England team Patriots because that's xenophobic huh? to the left. Cowboys, come on, look what they did to the Indians. You can't do that. Giants, there must be short people who are cringing at that. <laughs> there you are- can't do that. The, now, some people you can have, the Buccaneers, for example, which were pirates, they were violent, but they were they were uh, redistributors of wealth in a sense. Now that's very socialistic and that's good. So Vikings can stay, uh, buccaneers can stay, raiders can stay, and because they are violent people, and we like violence, look around, look what's going on in the streets. Now Portland and other cities, I mean, we love that. So they could stay. Now you couldn't have any predatory animals or birds because I'm sure that there are little old ladies sitting out there with their little dust bunny of a dog looking around to see if there's any uh, hawks or, or predatory car- eagles, you see, uh, <laughs> or sea hawks out there. So we must we must be more sensitive. So what do you got here? You got the New England, uh, what inert mineral salts? That that always struck me as being a good one. That's yeah, a good substitute. Yeah. Well, somebody find a problem with that. Um, anyway, look, enough of that. But that's <laughs> that's hail
0: to the Washington football team. That's the funniest thing. Well, well so the uh, state budget is uh, front and center this week. Got approved. Uh, the governor got his billionaires tax approved. I went from like eight point seven five percent up into the ten percent range for for millionaires, but but good stuff. Jim, he did not get the baby bond approved—that thousand dollars per new oh. child born in New Jersey—and no increase on the gun fees to uh, get a permit, and no increase on the cigarettes, which is a good thing, right? That that's
1: surprising that they didn't do that. You
0: notice, and I. I
1: I've been noticing this for years. They never raised the, the alcohol tax.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. I wonder why. Mm, yeah. Must be an essential <laughs> service or something, right? That's yeah.
1: the, uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. will get back to the budget in a second, but I want to throw this in. The lawmakers gave themselves a get-out-of-jail card. They have voted to eliminate mandatory jail time for corrupt public officials. <laughs> <laughs> We, 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 had, we had a law that had mandatory jail time, yeah, not for any act, but, but certainly egregious acts of corruption. Elected officials of all stripes, this would include judges, even appointed officials, they are going to eliminate the jail time for themselves if they <laughs> carry on that.
0: All
1: right. Now, the budget, the, uh, I guess what you had there was a lot of wheeling and dealing. We Steve Sweeney, the Senate president, who had opposed the so-called millionaire's tax. Had come on with it, but I understand this. This time it is millionaires, no kidding. Mm, yeah. Remember historically, at one time they were going to pass what they called a millionaires' tax, but it actually was anybody whose combined family income was variously five hundred thousand dollars a year, or at one time down to two seventy-five or something like that, mm. which would be very possible with a professional couple uh, filing. No problem. Yeah, I would expect but if it's a million, I, I, the problem I have with it is it's is probably not enough to actually accomplish anything. And they say, well, if we do it more than that, we will drive, and the argument against it was, we will drive millionaires out of the state, and these are entrepreneurs and people who contribute to the economy. I had some figures, which I couldn't find this morning to dig out, that we went through one time when this came up. And I had the number of uh, people paying Taxes on a million dollars a year in New Jersey and New York. This this whole combined economic area, and under one percent had actually left the state because of increase in the taxes. At one time, they had a so-called temporary tax on the millionaires' income. So it just didn't figure they weren't going anywhere. This this is where they make the million bucks. They'd be nuts to leave. So that that threat doesn't hold. Uh, but the, you, you, they didn't do the baby bond. right. That to me was, I was all ready to do a Jeremiah on that one a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> you see, the governor is not an unintelligent man. He must have laughed at his own idea of doing that. It had to be a joke or some kind of a bargaining chip. Because it, the idea of this baby tax, of putting into some form $1,200 for every baby who was born, to be redeemed 18, 19 years later. Uh, it's the Super Bowl, the World Series Stanley Cup of sheer political dumbassness. Now, here we are in the year 2000. Now, let's say we had this today. We put the money in, uh, but nobody gets to touch it until 2039, say. Does anybody in his right mind believe that everything is going to be the same as it is today, 20 years from now? The way, the speed with which everything is moving, technology, the economy, the culture, everything? No. And so if you have enough inflation, which is very possible with a uh, socialistic-leaning government, if you have inflation, then they're going to end up owing money at the end of 20 years instead of getting this. With all of with all of this interest, how, have- how, how do you know there's going to be courage, uh, currency? There probably is not. Yeah. We will have gone to some kind of technological Bitcoin type of uh, yeah. currency by then. I mean,
0: did we we ever get into the weeds of the detail on uh, the baby bond, like if it did come to fruition? I mean, was there a residency requirement? I mean, or could you have just been born here and then moved away when you were a year old? Your family picks up and moves? I mean, we didn't get that far into the detail, did we? Well, sure, because what they do when you're born,
1: it automatically is applied to you. Right. Now, any baby born, it could come from the uh, anybody doesn't have to be a citizen because the baby is born on this soil. He's a citizen. Right. So everyone is born. It would probably go from hospital records and you automatically are in this program. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, look, look at the world. Look at what's going on. <laughs> you, you, you got half the country or quarter of the country sinking under raised ocean levels with these, the, these southern storms. You got the West Coast on fire. You got Earth. We had an earthquake in New Jersey a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. You you have got all of these natural disasters that are following one upon the other. And who knows? Twenty years from now, it is so idiotic to make a policy costing billions of dollars, much of your national resources, on a program that will have no validity. Certainly not in in 20 years. You tell me what's going to happen in 2039 or 40, because it would take him a year or so to get this into the works. So baby born, if he he had gotten this, the baby wouldn't get the money, I guess, immediately upon the next change of, of legislature in New Jersey, the next session. You have a trial period and then it takes about a year to get something going. So it puts it even further off into the future. I, I had a whole Jeremiah had written about that, which I will share now because I got a chance to. Now, what it would do, it would subsidize baby farming. There would be people who are going to say, look, I think I'll have 16 babies because it's more money. And in and, and 20 years, the kids will all get enough money. They can support me in my old age. So, so I will become a
0: baby farm now. Have you watched? Won- um, is a wonderful place. Yes, I love it. I love it. Have you gotten any uh, great robocalls this week uh, from any uh, politicians? Uh, not from politicians. I got one from uh, Cory Booker telling me uh, to register to vote. And I think at the end of the conversation, <laughs> I he said, Thank you. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm running. So vote for me once you register to vote.
1: <laughs>
0: but, uh, yeah, we're uh, classic there, you know.
1: But it's so many, so much. (laughs) But again, uh, I got got a list as long as my arm, as usual. I got a head jam full of stuff ready to burst out. However, uh, you know, time is a consideration here.
0: You know what we're
1: we're doing? I just like to say uh, I'm not trying to be dogmatic, and certainly Bob's not trying to be dogmatic. We are trying to just throw out ideas for some kind of consideration. Now, because... Certainly, the politicians, the political world, and the major media—they are not considering much of anything. They have an agenda, and they're just going full bore on it. So it's up to the rest of us to start using our heads and thinking.
0: I'd say, I'd say the uh, viewers
1: is based on some kind of reason and logic, rather than on the anyway the stuff coming.
0: You, from, we. Uh, we get some great comments from the viewers here on the Facebook oh. Live every week. And uh, actually, it's pretty funny. Some of the comments, I mean, they should do their own podcast. They're pretty funny, some of these comments. Yeah. I, I wish I'd give anything if we could if we do the old thing we did when we were on the
1: air. For 30 years, for people tonight, not have known this. Bob and I were doing the morning show with a few other people. And uh, we could talk all morning on, on whatever subject turned people on. And we had a great time of it. And I love that. But uh, we are sort of. Doing one end of a conversation, hoping that you are maybe <laughs> poking a stick in our cage on the other end, or agreeing, whatever whatever it is you want to do.
0: So, so, you uh, know, final, I was going to say, finally, today the uh, the latest cancellation with the COVID is the cancellation of New Year's Eve. Uh, <laughs> no crowds allowed at Times Square. The ball will drop, but. Uh, Uh, There won't be any crowds down below. Have you ever, in all your years, have you ever uh, attended uh, Times Square? You ever go there live in person?
1: No, I stayed as far away from that when I worked in New York. Stayed as far away as I possibly could.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I would, I I have no desire, never would. I I just, uh, a lot of people do. They go year after year. Some people say, oh, I'll go once and never again. But I have no desire to stand there and, you know, and uh, do the pee-pee dance uh, for two or three hours or where it depends. You know, because <laughs> I can't get to a restroom or something like that. You know, but uh, it's fine. I don't think a lot of people are going to miss it anyway. I mean, it's still going to the ball's going to drop. There's just not going to be a crowd freezing their tokus off down below.
1: Yeah. I don't know that that would make. Now, how about how about Halloween? Uh, there was talk uh, about it's, that's still up in the air. Trick, trick and treat not Halloween, but trick and
0: treat. Yeah. I think that's still up in the air for, uh, for New Jersey. I don't think we've gotten the official word on that. I think we're waiting to hear for that uh, shoe to drop. I mean, I don't know. This is just me talking. The kids are already wearing masks. I mean, it's outdoors. I mean, you probably could do something like that. Why not? But we're going to find you know, out very soon. Everybody dress up like a COVID uh, right. patient,
1: and everybody has the same costume you get sort of a surgical gown and a mask <laughs> and a and a little paper you know hat or whatever they're made out of and everybody wears the same thing but you come around and you still get the candy right that's, oh, a,
0: that's a good that, that's a great idea and even more so this year folks if you're going out to buy candy make sure you buy your favorite cuz you may be stuck with a lot of it <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody yeah Thank you. Thank you for your
1: patience. And, uh, you know, God bless you. Take care of you because, boy, do we need it right now in this country. Woo. Woo.
0: Thanks, for, thanks to Dan Alexander for helping us prep up for the show. All the information on voting is at NJ1015.com. Aaron, vote. Put that together. Check out Mike Simons' article on the website about the budget and all the details and the minutiae with that. And thanks to our director, Lou Hockman, for getting us on the air here. And we're here every Thursday morning, live on Facebook Live, and you can get the copy of the podcast anytime on demand at nj1015.com and any of the radio station applications. Have a great week. Yes. Gerhardt's back.
1: The more things change, the more they stay the same.
0: From nj1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt podcast.